Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Honestly, I don't often get to work from the pub, but there is genuinely a very good reason why I'm here at the Carlton Tavern, a weirdly new 100-year-old pub in Maida Vale. Back in 2015, this pub was actually bulldozed by its new owners. The locals were outraged and campaigned for six years to have it rebuilt brick by brick. And now, it's at the heart of the community again. So the top of the fireplace was sort of reclaimed uh, from the rubble and then everything underneath it sort of matched in. The reason I'm here is because people are asking if the same thing should happen to another pub, one that's captured the country's imagination, the Crooked House pub in Himley, in the Staffordshire countryside. The Crooked House was originally a farmhouse built in 1765, and then in the 1830s it became a pub. And it became famed for its lopsided appearance due to mining subsidence. This is a story that readers of the Times have clicked on more than any other recently. Britain's wonkiest pub, famously 16 degrees off kilter, has now been ravaged by fire and demolished. The local community is incandescent and everyone wants to know how it burnt down and why. I know it was on fire. Absolutely devastating. Uh, I'm... I'll talk about it, I can get emotional. Absolutely gutted. It means so much to us, this place. This is where I met my wife, Laura. Uh, I proposed to her here. The police are treating the blaze as arson, and there's deep anger at the loss of a much-loved pub. Many people suspect that there's a malign pattern to historic buildings being burnt down and bulldozed. But this isn't just the story of another lost pub. It's a story about bricks and mortar holding a community's collective memories for generations and how parts of the country's heritage are being lost to development. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today, the fire at Britain's wonkiest pub. My name's Lucy Bannerman. I'm a news reporter and feature writer for The Times. And Lucy, what drew you to this story in particular? The story is just so shocking. I was surprised when I first saw that the Crooked House was going up for sale. That in itself is part of a wider issue of all these beautiful historic pubs being sold on by the breweries that own them. And then when we saw that a fire had ravaged the pub so soon after its unexpected sale, that was obviously very shocking and, and worth looking into as a news story. And do you have a particular link when it comes to pubs? 
Yes, historic pubs are close to my heart because um, my family have run a historic pub up in Dundee for the last 35 years. The Phoenix Bar in Dundee is one that I'm very proud of and it's been serving people in Dundee for the last 150 years. So historic pubs are very much your thing. Absolutely. (laughs) Talking of historic pubs, I mean, there's a particular clip which has been doing the rounds on Twitter over the last few weeks and it comes from 1974 and it shows... A BBC reporter, John Swinfield, reporting from the Crooked House pub. But this must be quite the most extraordinary and incredible pub to get drunk in. Who'd have thought of building a table like this on a crazy skew, a crazy angle? He'd have thought if I put this bottle, for instance, down here, that it would merely fall to the floor and crash in pieces. There's wonderful old black and white footage from the BBC which shows a presenter visiting the pub. 50 years ago, when one end of it, built over an old coal mine, subsided. And he talks us through the sort of many optical illusions in the interior. And the first one he shows us is a beer bottle. You just watch this. Which appears to defy the laws of gravity by rolling uphill along the bar. But that's nothing at all. I mean, if you take this, which is a stopper off an old bottle, just watch this. Then he takes a bottle stopper and he appears to roll that along the wooden panelling along the wall. Amazing, isn't it? And again, it's, yeah, seeing is not believing because our eyes are playing a trick on us and it's just one of the many optical illusions inside the building. (laughs) The crooked house, where even teetotalers can feel tipsy. And the joke was that you felt drunk and disorientated before you'd even touched a drop. (laughs) It was made structurally safe in the 1940s and became regarded as an important part of black country heritage. Well, it's a real local gem. The pub equivalent of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Exactly. (laughs) Is this the sort of thing people would come from far and wide to see? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, many people in the local Dudley area have many fond memories of going there as kids with their parents who then show them the marble trick. But also the landlord told me that, you know, it was very common for visitors from far and wide to come and have a drink there just to see this sort of this quirky local pub that everyone talked about. I mean, it sounds like a very unique building. It's lopsided and it is very old. Is this a listed building? It wasn't listed. I'm not quite sure why it wasn't listed. And I think it came to a shock to a lot of the local people as well. Mm. So when there was news that it had been sold, there was a sort of last minute appeal to get it listed. And it was indeed being considered for listing when it burned down. Now talk us through this, because this has suddenly become a pub that the whole country is talking about. Take us back to the start. So where does this begin? Yeah, the timeline is interesting in mm. this. So when the pub's final manager, Lee Goodchild, took it on in September last year, he had big sort of plans, a five-year plan to restore the pub to its former glory to help it recover after lockdown. As with so many other pubs, it had a, a tough few years. Mm. So Mr Goodchild had planned a live music programme and other events to help its recovery. And he was assured, he told me, by Marston's, the brewer, the owner, that there were no plans to sell it. So he was shocked when four months later, in January, the brewery confirmed that the pub would be going up for sale as a going concern. According to Marston's, there was no agreement that the pub would be sold for alternative use. 
And Mr Goodchild said that as far as he was aware, no prospective buyers came to view the pub during this time. So he thought he was quite safe. Or at least he thought the pub would continue trading as a pub. Hmm. And then on the evening of Sunday the 25th of June, he closed up for the night, completely unaware that that would be the Crooked House's final day of trading. An intruder broke in that evening. Nothing was taken. An intruder broke in? Yes, nothing was taken, but the place was vandalised and smashed up. Wow. And then it never reopened after that. The sale was then completed on July the 21st. And there was no permission at any point to convert or demolish the pub. But within days of the sale, he said the beer taps, the fonts, the bar, the fridges, everything that made it a pub was all ripped out. And he said he'd asked the brewery to salvage some of the more sentimental items, such as like old photographs of the pub throughout the years. There's a photograph of an old couple, for example, who'd had their wedding reception there. But he was told, point blank, this wasn't possible. And Marston confirmed it had sold everything as seen to the new buyers. So nothing was to be touched. And the day before the fire, another local who was upset at seeing this um, beloved landmark being sold off, he went down to have a look and took some photographs through the window. And it, these photographs do show that the building was intact, but the contents had disappeared. Everything been ripped out. Yes, and this included um, an antique grandfather clock, which had become part of the the Crooked House's quirky history because the grandfather clock that stood near the bar was one of the few truly vertical things inside. (laughs) So against it, standing straight and tall, everything else sort of looked even wonkier. And you could see quite clearly from these photographs that that grandfather clock had disappeared too. What happens next? At 10.45 on the night of Saturday the 5th of August, the fire and police services were called to reports of a fire. And this was the same night by bizarre coincidence that a country band named Gasoline and Matches had been due to play at the pub. Ouch. (laughs) Strange coincidence. Lee Goodchild, the manager, had booked the band in the months before it had closed down. It, It never reopened after the intruder on the night of Sunday the 25th of June. But they were due to play had all gone well had all gone well they would have been there but sadly I I then spoke to the band after the fire and they were saying it's just one of these strange awful coincidences so when the the fire engines arrived they found that mounds of dirt had been piled up on the lane blocking access to the pub two days after the fire the walls were completely demolished without permission from the council And this was a move that the council later deemed as completely unacceptable. At no point in time did we allow the owners to demolish the building. However, we did allow for partial removal of a first floor structure that was unstable. And it was interesting also that the mechanical digger that was hired to do the demolition, that had been hired several days before the fire. Oh, wow. So they knew they were going to need a digger for some purpose around that time. And it's interesting here that even the circumstances of the demolition breached various rules. Construction experts who saw the footage of a mechanical digger raising the site pointed to a number of things that should have been done, saying that a responsible contractor, for example, would have obtained the local authority permissions, 
carried out asbestos and structural surveys, set up things like exclusion zones and warning signs for public safety. So that's what would normally happen. So what should have happened in this yeah. case had they got the permission to completely demolish it, which they hadn't. But none of this happened. And for example, none of the historic materials appear to have been salvaged during the, the demolition either. Which begs the question, why didn't the authorities intervene at this point? Because at this point, it was the centre of so many news stories. Yeah. It was making headlines around the country. So it was strange then for that to happen that afterwards. They, sort of, they saw things weren't being done by the book and did nothing about it. There's nothing of the Crooked House that remains. It's merely rubble. And I suppose while all of this is happening, certainly with locals, there are a lot of questions being asked about who the new owners are. Tell us about them. Who were the people who had bought the pub from the brewery? The pub was bought by a company called ATE Farms, which is controlled by Carly Taylor, who's 34. And her husband, Adam Taylor, who's 44, is a former director of the company that runs the landfill site next to the plot where the pub stood. Social media posts um, have emerged showing Mrs. Taylor enjoying first-class flights, enjoying luxury holidays. And it does appear now that the couple who run various different companies, they seem to have a history of apparently ignoring planning rules. Tell us a bit about that. What have you learned about them? We believe that Carly Taylor used to work in the beauty industry. She's from Lutterworth in Leicestershire. Neither of them appear to have a history of running pubs or working the pub trade, but they do have a number of different companies across a range of interests from landfill sites, waste management, quarrying, and they are also pursuing plans to transform another former quarry site into a solar farm, for example. So they've got many different interests. And tell us about the landfill site next to the pub. What we know about the landfill site next to the pub is that it's owned by a company called Himley Environmental Limited and Adam Taylor was a former director of this company. Adam Taylor, who's now one of the owners of the pub. And with the Crooked House pub, when the same couple buy this pub, do we know what they wanted to do with that? Was it supposed to be a property development? We don't know what their intentions were. All we know is that the interiors, you know, many of the things which made it a pub were ripped out, suggesting that there wasn't much interest in continuing its life as a pub afterwards. We have approached the couple various times for comment and so far there's been silence. They have declined to respond to any of the speculation surrounding the destruction of the pub. Nothing at all. What have the council been saying about this incident? They've said that the demolition was completely unacceptable. There is an investigation into it. The police are also investigating the fire, which they're treating as arson. We should add the couple are not being treated as suspects. So it remains to be seen what the outcome will be. Of the 95 pubs converted or demolished this year, 31 had no registered planning permission. You could argue that some of those pubs were probably not viable. Some of them were struggling. The main question arising from the Crooked House is, you know, will its fate serve as a warning or encouragement to others? And that will all depend on whether anyone's held to account. Coming up, could the Crooked House rise up again from the ashes? We visit a historic pub that was rebuilt brick by brick 
after developers had it demolished. That's in just a moment. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The story of the Crooked House has sparked a national debate about what should happen to historic pubs that have been demolished. There's already a campaign to have it rebuilt. And the local MP, Marco Longhi, told a public meeting on Wednesday night that he'd try to get a new crooked house law introduced to better protect historic venues. So how would a reconstruction work? The blueprint could be provided by the Carlton Tavern, a pub in London that was demolished by developers back in 2015. This is a much-loved uh, pub in Maida Vale. It was about to, we understand, be recommended for Grade 2 listed building status. Well, that was until this happened. That's dangerous. So, this is a little neighbourhood pub tucked away in the streets of Maida Vale in North London. It says Charrington & Co. Carlton Tavern. The sign looks pretty old. The bricks, though, are a mix. There are some old ones, there are some new ones. It's an interesting-looking pub. It's got a little beer garden, and there are already people having lunch. Mark Albertson, local to this area. I lived in Randolph Avenue, just down there. The pub was not down. I knew the developers of the pub, and uh, it made... Headline news. All I remember when this happened, one day it was here, and the next day there were a demolition team started working on it, started knocking this pub down, and everybody was in uproar. Thank you. Anything else for you? I think that's it. Tom, do you want to start just by introducing yourself? Sure. So uh, my name's Tom Rees. I'm one of the owners, along with my co-owner Ben, of the Carton Tavern. Talk me through what we're looking at. So we're in the, uh, well, we call it the small bar, but I guess it would have been called the lounge back in the day. And it probably would have been uh, the guys probably in here with their pints and whiskies and more sort of family orientated in the, in the other bar or the dining room. Is this where you come uh, with your pipe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sit in a nice leather chair with your pipe and a pint of bitter. And, you've um, still got the leather chairs. Absolutely. So obviously you can see all the, all the beautiful detailing. So... Uh, it was built in 1921. Yeah, it feels, it feels quite old in here. You've got an old fireplace, the bar looks quite old, it's comfortable. So the fireplace is a great example, and, and the, this bar here particularly. So the top of the fireplace was sort of reclaimed uh, from the rubble, and then everything underneath it is sort of matched in. The wood has been sort of stained to, to match in. So. This, this is quite a deceptive pub. It looks and feels quite old. 
But it isn't really, is it? No, it's, um, we, have, we have it on our website. So, you know, we're a, a fresh-faced, 100-year-old pub. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a well-worn story of it surviving the Blitz and, and it's kind of one of the only buildings that survived around here. And Tom, just talk us through the story of the Carlton Tavern and what happened here. It was sold by Punch Taverns to some developers and they were looking to build some flats on the site. Obviously, it's a huge site, prime part of London, so you could put a lot of flats on this site. And um, the planning application, I believe, actually went through. Then someone, I don't know exactly who, but I think someone had contacted Heritage England to to come and look at the detail of the pub and perhaps protect some aspects of it. But at some point, the developers would have been told this was happening. And um, they obviously decided to proceed with the demolition at pace. People came out of their houses. They couldn't believe it was happening Mm. and called the council, immediately put a stop to the demolition. And that kind of kicked off a a lot of angst and anger uh, and frustration and confusion. And and then people started to sort of mobilise. And I think the council immediately sprung into action. And back then, as you say, the community, the council, they all mobilised and put a stop to the demolition going any further. But then, rather unusually, they insisted that it should be rebuilt brick by brick. What was that like? It took many years. Um, it was sort of dogged work by several groups and you know some uh, legal experts, property experts, who were brought in, and they were absolutely crucial to sort of countering the, um, the challenge from the developers. So... And I, I believe it was one of the first, if not the first, kind of brick-by-brick brick rebuilds. There's a couple on, sort of out there on the cards at the moment, obviously the Crooked House being a, a very much a hot topic at the moment. Obviously, it's not the same building. It's a facsimile of what was here. So it was a big project. But um, I, I think one of the wonderful things as well is when we first opened, <laughs> there was a few weeks where we really struggled to, to get any work done because every two minutes someone was coming up you know, and talking to us from, from walking past and saying, oh, I remember it getting knocked down. This is great. What are you guys doing? I had my, you know, 40th anniversary here. I had my birthday here. I remember coming here as a kid. And, and all these memories from the community just sort of poured out. And it's been a really great two years listening to them, you know, bringing some of those guys back as, uh, as regulars and, and hearing all those stories, but also making, you know, new regulars and, yeah. and a new pub community. The other reason why it's super important for this pub to come back was, was as a deterrent and as a blueprint. And, I mean, if we look at what's, what is happening at the Crooked House at the moment, immediately I think people looked to people that were involved in the, in the Carton Tavern rebuild as a sort of model to help them you know, generate the, the sort of momentum they needed to, to create the, uh, hopefully, a, a sort of project to rebuild that brick by brick, and I'd love to see that, that come back. But uh, Well, I mean, there are calls for that to happen. Do you, think, do you think it could? Could they rebuild the whole thing as it was? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think there's, there's precedent set for rebuilding wonky buildings. You'd visited. Will it be easy to recreate? Yeah, I mean, it definitely won't be easy to recreate. And uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, the exact slant that it was on. It'd be nice to, to see it, you know, with the slant and, and all the rest of it. But I think this building shows that you can build something that is almost identical. And what's your hope for the future of the Crooked House? I mean, if it is rebuilt, will you be nipping up for a quick pint? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had lots of um, lots of chat with people on social media who are kind of you know trying to, to link us in, and, and we've signed a petition. and And I just hope that it's everything happens a bit quicker at the Crooked House, and then yeah, hopefully that serves as a, as a deterrent to everyone else. Yes. Yes.
You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Manveen Rana, and my guests, Lucy Bannerman, news features writer for The Times, and Tom Rees, one of the owners of the Carlton Tavern in Maida Vale. You can find all the latest from Lucy's coverage on this story at thetimes.co.uk. The producer today was Priyanka Deladia. The executive producer was James Shield. And sound design was by Tom Birchall. Next week, we'll be taking a little break from the daily episodes of Stories of Our Times. And instead, we'll be revisiting a series we ran called The Feud, a five-part investigation into a bitter dispute at one of the oldest and most prestigious university colleges in the world, Christchurch, Oxford. Meanwhile, if you have any thoughts on stories you'd like us to cover, do drop us a line at storiesofourtimes@thetimes.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Have a lovely weekend.